Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation hello and welcome to this week's episode of mum talk series 8 episode 4 for how are you all doing i hope you're well i hope you're dodging the rain we've got some rain showers here today uh, it's tuesday podcast will go live tomorrow so you'll probably possibly be listening tomorrow um if you're subscribed and it's gone straight into your podcast list so this week you have me and before i get to answering pretty much everybody's question when i put out that little um what do you want to hear about this week pretty much everybody said sleep. (laughs) So I'm going to come back to that and talk about Amandine's sleep. But I also had lots of questions asking how I was and thank you. That's really kind. So I thought I would just start with that. Um, and then I will move on to sleep. Now I'm really aware that talking about my pregnancy may well be triggering for a lot of people listening, if you are trying to get pregnant or if you have recently experienced baby loss. So in the show notes, if you're listening right now, I will pop a note exactly what time I start to talk about sleep and I stop talking about pregnancy because if you don't want to hear about that, I completely understand and you can just skip straight forward. So I'll just pause for a moment. You can press pause and um, have a look at the show notes and it'll give you the number as to where you need to go to in the minutes to move on. Okay, so hi, how how am I feeling? Well, this week's been quite an emotional roller coaster, actually, um, which was one of the reasons why I was late with the podcast on, which eventually went live, was it Thursday, Friday, maybe, um, for the last day of Baby Loss Awareness Week, because I actually woke up on Wednesday to find myself bleeding, which in a way I'd kind of expected because um, I've just, I don't know, this pregnancy seems so incredibly fragile. I think I've talked about this before, but it just feels, I just feel like something's going to go wrong. I mean, I still do a little bit, uh, a lot, actually, I still do a lot, but I woke up to bleeding and I called the early pregnancy unit. They'd given me their direct number kindly from my last scans and said to call them. So I called them, eventually got through by like midday, which I understand they're really busy, but as I'm sure if you've ever been in the same situation, you'll know that there's nothing worse than waking up at kind of seven o'clock and thinking the worst and desperately trying to get through to someone and then waiting for like another five hours. Um, so they very kindly said that they would book me in for yet another scan the day after. They wanted just to see how the bleeding was going to play out for the rest of the 24 hours and then get me a scan on what was Thursday. Um, The bleeding kept going kind of on and off all day. Obviously, the more um, 
energetic I was, the more up and about I was, the more lifting of Amandine I was doing, the worse it got. And I have to say I felt pretty horrific. Hendrik had gone surfing in the morning. I'd actually met a friend in the morning, which I still did because I was desperately trying to get through to the um, pregnancy centre and she was very kindly just watching Amandine for me as well. So that was actually a massive, massive help Um, and so lovely just to take my mind off it and talk to my friend and um, yeah, just not think about it for a few minutes. Anyway, the good news is, is that I went for my scan on Thursday morning and everything was fine and everything is still fine, touch wood. I had a wonderful sonographer who was very, I think, aware of the previous bleeding and just really, really sympathetic to what I must have been feeling. And she immediately, literally seconds after placing the, is it a Doppler? I'm not entirely sure what it's called, um, on my tummy. She showed me the baby and the heartbeat literally within maybe 20 seconds. I felt like I was waiting no time at all. So that was really magical because I honestly thought the worst. Um, and she thinks it was probably the hematoma that I had. Um, she couldn't really be sure, but that was what she thought. So she just said to take it easy, um, to try not to lift, which as you will know, is very difficult when you have a toddler and, uh, trying to actually still do little bits and pieces around the house. Um, but yes, all is fine, but it has been a huge emotional roller coaster and I have been feeling horrific, which again is a good sign. It's a wonderful sign. I never ever want anyone to think I'm complaining because I'm not. Um, but it's really interesting to hear that when I do, you know, people ask how you feel and I don't lie. I'm not going to say I feel wonderful when I don't. Um, I feel emotionally wonderful because of course this has been a long time coming, but physically I feel absolutely horrendous. And the amount of people that have said, oh, it was so much worse with my second as well, so much worse. And I actually also have a couple of friends who weren't, didn't feel sick or nauseous at all with their first ones. And then the second ones, they have felt so sick and so nauseous. Um, and no food, like normally I remember with Amandine, I'd have a craving, I'd eat it and I wouldn't feel sick anymore for at least a few hours. But this time there's nothing I can eat. There's nothing I even fancy. Every single meal, um, I have to almost just mentally get through preparing and then I just have to eat a little bit of it because my mum even asked me, I'm going to go see my mum in the next couple of days with Amandine. And she said, what can I put on the shopping list? What do you fancy? What do you want to eat? I fancy nothing. Like nothing. Absolutely nothing. I might go around the supermarket and literally holding back (laughs) vomit. This is disgusting, isn't it? But literally holding back vomit, going around the supermarket, trying to pick up the things that I know I need to pick up because there are two other people in this house that need feeding and they need feeding well and they you know can't just live off Jacob's cream crackers and butter and marmite I don't even fancy marmite like normally marmite is a massive go-to for me and a huge and my mum would give me marmite every single time after I'd thrown up when I was a baby so it was just normal or, or a kid you know, it was just normal to have Marmite. And I remember with Amaldine eating lots of Marmite, always feeling better. But no, I mean, even right now thinking about food, oh, 
God, it's just, it's a real struggle. We've literally just eaten lunch and we had um, tortilla wraps stuffed with veggies and shredded carrot and, oh God, cucumber. And I managed to get one down, but oh, goodness me. Luckily, nothing is coming back up again, but it really is a challenge for that not to happen. Um, But (laughs) my sister and I are both known of literally doing anything under the sun to not be sick I think I can still count probably on one hand the amount of times that I've been or had a sickness bug or needed to be sick yeah with one hand um (laughs) because I just hate it oh god it's just awful and I'm taking some supplements so quite a few of you asked about supplements actually my friend recommended these to me before we got pregnant and they're called cytoplan and they're the pre-pregnancy and pregnancy supplements. So I was taking those before I got pregnant and I'm just continuing out the rest of the pot um, until I finish them. I don't think I'm going to buy them again purely because they literally are huge. They are huge tablets. If you have no issue taking tablets, I would recommend them, I think. I mean, I, I don't really know, but they are seem good. Um and I think they have folate in instead of folic acid um but and the levels of everything seem really good but my gosh they are a nightmare to swallow for me especially when you're on the brink of gagging (laughs) and literally try and swallow this tablet and it comes right oh god it's just awful it comes right back up anyway it's it's a mess when I try and take these tablets and Hendrik just stands there absolutely wetting himself they're not even in you know like the nice kind of veggie capsules that you get and the 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 see-through capsules and they just slip down really easy no they're like grainy tablets like paracetamol and (laughs) they're really hard to swallow and they get stuck and ugh anyway I would recommend the supplements but not the size and you have to take two as well which you know one would be bad enough but two anywho um and the tiredness oh the tiredness is extreme and I know that a lot of it is to do with the fact that I haven't had a solid night's sleep for at least well ever since we came back from France which was August 5th so that's what at least two months ago I have not slept through the night and I have had to get out of bed to go and see Amandine every night since that, apart from one night, actually. So <laughs> it's, I know that that's down to the fatigue as well, but I can't, I literally can't get through to lunch. It's a struggle. It is a serious struggle. Um, it's lunchtime now, and normally right now I would be lying on the sofa watching Shit's Creek, which I actually don't find that funny. I mean, it's really witty, but I'm not kind of sitting there giggling my little heart out which I would like to be um but it is witty but I wouldn't call it funny anyway I hope you love it if you're enjoying it I really enjoyed Emily in Paris that was really good and especially being married to a French man that was really good (laughs) although I tell you now French men are not romantic like that maybe Parisian French men perhaps and also all French men don't have mistresses one of my friends asked me that the other day she was like um do lots of French men have mistresses no lots of French men do not have mistresses um (laughs) but yeah I really I really hope they bring out another uh, series because I really enjoyed it it was funny 
what else can I say? Yeah, fatigue. So I've been battling that and I have been, um, Hendrik's been amazing actually. I don't know, I don't know how I would do it if he wasn't at home so much. He is still not flying. He's been given one flight in November because of, um, COVID. So he's still very much at home, which is lovely. Again, I'm not complaining, but, um, it is tricky and for many reasons. But he is at home and he has been, he's actually been sleeping in the garage um, and he is coming in at about 10 past seven and getting Amandine in the morning and I am sleeping probably until about, I don't know, 10 to eight, something like that. But it takes me so long to do anything. <laughs> I try and take a shower. It takes me like 15 minutes because I'm trying not to pass out or, or vomit everywhere it just everything takes ages and he's being so patient so incredibly patient I think if I was him I would have been like oh just sort yourself out I mean don't get me wrong he is saying that on occasion but I think last night he really realized this was no fun for me (laughs) um but we are super happy and, and obviously over the moon and I'm trying not to think ahead but it's really difficult to think ahead for example when we do come to um, I'll share my thinking ahead with you and you'll probably all think oh Emma don't think ahead too far but when we do come to um, a little bit further on in our pregnancy and we start to think about a second baby's room we are going to have to sell quite a bit of furniture and big furniture like a big bed and a wardrobe because it doesn't have doors so that's no good for a, for our baby's room I want to be able to put things away and hide them out of sight out of mind um and so we're going to have to sell all of that and sell a mattress and it's actually going to be quite an upheaval to change that room into a baby's room rather than a spare bedroom. Um, but yes, I'm trying not to think ahead, but it's quite nice to actually have things slightly to think about and just take my mind off feeling nauseous. I've actually been teaching quite a bit more private yoga um, through Zoom. I'm not, I don't like teaching Zoom classes, but I really love teaching yoga. So it does help me to take my mind off a lot of things. Okay, so let's move on. Oh, I have to tell you about a massive mum fail that happened yesterday. Oh my goodness, a huge mum fail. Wasn't technically my fault. So Amaldine has really started playing with the oven, which I know I know sounds really dangerous, but it's supervised, and she does wear oven mitts when she do, does it, and the oven isn't on. So we're trying to teach her that if she is going to do it and she does want to help, then you know oven mitts safety first. So she had her oven mitts on, and I actually left the kitchen. Hendrik was playing with Amaldine, and Hendrik had put her plastic plate, her little frugi plastic plate, which I love. It has a rainbow one and a car, so cute. It has a matching bowl, a matching um, cup, and knife and fork type thing. <laughs> anyway, she put it in the oven. And she didn't take it back out again. When I play with her, obviously, I always try and make sure that she takes it out again. Anyway, Hendrik didn't. <laughs> so I asked Hendrik when I was out with Amandine yesterday just to preheat the oven for dinner because I was going to be back a little bit later. And he forgot about the plate. So I got back and the oven was hot. Like it was preheated to 200 degrees. It was not just your you know, 180 or 150, but you're 200 degrees. When I opened the oven to put dinner into the oven, oh my goodness, the the bloody oven was sparking. 
it was, <laughs> there was pla- molten plastic everywhere, which reminds me, I haven't even attempted to clean it yet. It needs to be cleaned. Molten plastic everywhere. The plastic was like flying up onto the top grill section. Oh, it's such a mess. I obviously panicked, like put on the oven gloves. I was like, gotta get it out, gotta get it out. Oh my God, oh my God. And Hendrik was just standing there laughing. Um, so he then took the oven gloves and got it out and then put it in the sink. Oh, but don't do that. If your child has started to play with the oven, check the oven first. Always check the oven first. So yeah, I will now always be checking the oven, no matter if she hasn't been playing with it or not, just to double check, there is nothing in there. Um, but yeah, massive mum fail. So, and that was her favourite play too, so I need to try and find another one of those. Right, let's move on to sleep, which is, I know the question you have all been waiting for, because Amandine, if you've listened to the previous podcast, has not been sleeping well ever since we got back from France on August 5th. She has been waking multiple times in the night. I think the worst time was five times in the night. And she's been a bit of a nightmare to put to bed. And when I put this on my Instagram, um, I was not expecting so many of you to also be in the same boat and have a nightmare of a sleeper right now. Apparently there are lots of different reasons for this. Well, there are lots of different reasons for this. Stages, um, obviously age, a little bit down to COVID, I think a little bit down to the last few months, especially where we've been allowed to do a little bit more. Um, nurseries have started back up again for, you know, forest schools, playgrounds. So it's all become quite overwhelming or or stimulating for the kids um, all of a sudden when really they've just had uh, us around at home and have very much been at home not socializing with other little ones that can that could be playing a massive part in sleep but very very kindly a lovely lady called Hattie from not another peep her instagram is not another peep reached out to me and dm'd me and said do you want to have a chat and i obviously jumped at the chance and don't worry she's going to come on the podcast we just haven't fixed a date yet but i have asked her and she's very kindly um said yes to coming on the podcast to talk about sleep and there will be an opportunity for you to ask all of your questions um and we'll try and cover as many of them as we can cuz i imagine be loads um but exactly what we've done um is this so Hattie advised us to bring bedtime a little bit earlier so we'd fallen into a bit of a routine of Amaldine literally only going to bed by about 20 past eight because she'd be taking an hour an hour and 15 minutes to actually put to bed she'd be so wound up so excited um wanting to read all of the books under the sun then wanting all of the songs under the sun oh yeah and we have (laughs) we've accidentally started Christmas a little bit early uh, in this household we haven't got anything up yet like decorations or anything no no judgment if you do we all need a little bit of Christmas cheer but um, Hendrik (laughs) really or used to I should say enjoys the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and he asked me to sing it, and now Amaldine has been obsessed with it ever since, and we're we're probably about three weeks into this obsession. I have to sing it, I was singing it three or four times before going to bed with Amaldine, and then um, about, I don't know, ten times a day it has to be played on Spotify. Thankfully we found a highly 
uh, an, a, a not irritating version. But Hendrix said to me today in the car, he was like, oh, I think I'm over this song. This isn't my favorite Christmas song anymore, which is really sad um, for him. We'll have to find him a new one. Anyway, so back to bedtime. So yeah, we bought bedtime earlier. So we have bought bedtime. This is aside from the clocks going back next week. So I'll I'll talk about what we're doing with the clocks going back on Sunday. But we've essentially bought bedtime earlier to seven. Um, with her being asleep by quarter past seven. Um, so with that in turn, I had to bring dinner forward. So I know loads of you are probably thinking, well, I give my toddler dinner anyway at 5.30, but we'd again fallen into a bit of a rubbish habit of giving Amandine dinner at six because we do all eat together because we're all at home. And it wasn't kind of selfishly wanting to eat later because I have no issue with eating early. I'm, I'm always hungry by five, but it was me being organized because by the time I've made like a fresh dinner, um, I have to be at home kind of by 4.30 and she only used to wake up from her nap at three. So that's really only an hour and a half of the afternoon that you can get out and about, which was rubbish. So I, uh, we've, we've tried to bring it forward to three, 5.30 and I'm doing my very best to stick by that. But what I should be doing is in the lunchtime, I should be preparing dinner. Oh, excuse me. It's how tired I am. Okay. Um, and with that in turn, we've been bringing her nap earlier because we'd also been pushing the nap back to one o'clock, one one thirty. Um, she still has a solid nap. Like naps have never been an issue, and she still naps solidly for for two hours, just under two hours. So Hattie said to cap it at two hours. Don't let her go over two hours. Very occasionally she would go over to like two and a half hours. Very occasionally now, but Hattie says no. Just nip that in the bud. Make it two hours maximum. Um, and we've been bringing that forward to 12.30. So 12.30 to 2.30 is kind of nap time. Uh, we've also started explaining, and again, we we used to do this, but again, we got lazy. I suppose we just thought we understood, but it really makes sense. We've been really taking time to explain to Amandine what's about to happen downstairs. So when she's downstairs, we're saying... Right, in two minutes, or once you've once we've tidied up our toys, we're going to go upstairs, we're going to brush our teeth, then we're going to put our pyjamas on, then mummy or daddy or mama or papa are going to read you um, a couple of books, and then we're going to go into bed, and mummy's going to leave the room, and we're going to, um, you're going to close your eyes, snuggle down and go to sleep, okay? And then she agrees, She's, she kind of says, yes, okay, and then she actually normally after we finish downstairs, we'll take herself upstairs and we'll just realise, oh, wow, okay, she's going, so we'll go up. It's really, really work, just taking that extra time to thoroughly explain to her what is about to happen. And obviously, if we're giving her a bath, we'll tell her we're going to go up and we'll have a bath, um, but really explaining what's about to happen. And then I, f I think she probably feels like she's not being just ripped out of her play environment downstairs, which, thinking about it, was probably what she thought we were doing, is all of a sudden it was like, right, off to bed, let's go, come on up 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 um when actually she's like whoa wait a minute I'm not done here that's that's I want to want to have a bit more time um we've reduced it to two books <laughs> so Hattie said one book but we just can't do that so two books um of Amandine's choosing but if she hasn't chosen them she's too tired or too hyper then we'll just choose them 
we've taken out the chair from her nursery that we, this was actually something I did before I, uh, Hattie got in touch because Amandine really loved the chair that we were reading her books in. And when I went to get her, or when I went to see her to check on her in the night, if she was crying, she would want to be pulled out of her cot and she'd want to have a cuddle on the chair and she'd keep saying, chair, cuddle, chair, cuddle. So I took that out. So that wasn't an invitation for her to do that anymore. And I think it worked. Um, One song before bed. So one round of Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, before bed. Um, And then into bed, lights out. I leave. And again, I explain to her. So when when we've finished the books, I say, right, mummy's now going to put you into bed. I'm going to put your white noise machine on. Then I'm going to turn off your light and mummy's going to go out. Can I have a kiss? Night, night, off to sleep, roll over, you know, all that business, whatever you say. Um, Your bedtime mantra, as Hattie calls it, and then out the door. Now, after chatting with Hattie yesterday, we've also introduced a comforter because, as you know, Amandine sleeps with blackout blind, white noise, and her thumb, and she's ever so obsessed with her thumb. Uh, That's not going away anytime soon, I don't think, and it does help to settle her, so I don't want to change too much at the moment, but she's never taken to a comforter, um, Amandine. So we've now introduced, or we just keep giving her one toy the same toy every time she goes to bed and this is mainly for when we do come to her stop sucking her thumb Amaldine will have another thing in the cot that is soothing for her um but also when she wakes up and she has a nightmare so she wakes up and she goes cauchemar maman cauchemar which is bad dream um in french and she so we started doing that so she then has some comfort in her cot so eventually the idea is that Amaldine will roll over see Toffee her comforter and think okay no I'm safe this is fine and we've tried to explain that to her to say Toffee is there for you when you have bad dreams just find him give him a cuddle and a kiss he'll give you a kiss and then you can go back off to sleep so that's the idea with that but yeah, she's been waking up um, the last few nights. She Or last night she woke up once at 5.30. I think she was a bit cold. Um, but, pff, I mean, who knows? She settled back really well. So that's another thing with the settling. Um, we'd probably been using too many words when we'd gone in to settle. So with settling, I now literally just go in, rub Amandine's tummy or back and just say, shh, it's okay that's literally all I say and then I try and limit the amount of time that I'm in the room walk out leave the door slightly open and then go back to bed and she does call out a little bit um but if I found that if I engage with her and I say mummy's here it's okay then she'll actually stand up in her cot and she'll almost see that engagement as an invitation to get more of my attention Whereas if I just leave her, I know this sounds really awful, but she's not upset. She's literally just lying in her cot going, Mama, Mama, Mama. Um, at last night, after I left at 5.30, she probably did it like every 15 minutes, just once every 15 minutes until Hendrik went to get her at 10 past seven. So she's not getting upset. She's just checking I'm there um, and she knows I'm there because I've just been in. Anyway, so I think all of this stuff is helping because she is only waking up once. Um, It'll be interesting to see how she kind of travels with it, I guess, because we're going to go and stay the night at my mum's. So last time we went to my mum's, that was the first time she slept through 
the only time she slept through from like seven till seven. So I am going to try it again. <laughs> my mum actually put her to bed when she was at my mum's. Um, and I'm not sure it wasn't that because she just knew that actually if she wakes up in the middle of the night, she doesn't really want grandma and mummy isn't potentially not there. So why would I wake up? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being too simplistic, but I might try it again. <laughs> but that's what we've been doing. Um, one of you have asked um, about introducing white noise at 16 months. So from kind of my thinking, <laughs> I think you can. I don't think it's a problem at all. Um, if, you know, just try it on really low to start with and then get them used to it maybe with naps as well. I wouldn't just do it at the night time. Amandine sleeps with white noise all the time. Naps and bedtimes always has done. Um, I will obviously ask that question when Hattie comes on the podcast and she can confirm, but I wouldn't think, I, I would say yes, absolutely. If it needs to be done to drown out road noise or anything like that, that could wake up your little one, then yeah, definitely, definitely do it. I would recommend natural white noise. So we use the Marpak Dome, which is a plug-in white noise machine and it's actually real white noise. So there's a fan inside the dome um, rather than recorded white noise. Recorded white noise, if you're not used to it, can be really quite harsh, but um, kind of natural white noise is a lot softer on the ear, I think, anyway. It's what Hendrix sleeps with. Um, it's not as loud, but it is, I think, more soothing for kids. I think that's it on sleep. So if anyone has any questions or more questions or I miss something, then just pop me a DM on Instagram. Um, and also reach out to Hattie because uh, uh, not another peep because she's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, oh my goodness swimming oh that's the other thing that Hattie said but it completely relates to swimming is giving Amandine more control in the daytime um and she actually said a good tip about potty training with this is Amandine's been kind of fighting us on a lot of things um during the day and I think it's possibly because we just haven't been letting her have enough control over what she once um it was very evident in swimming when she escaped out of the pool about three times and went into the changing room and was shouting at me from the changing room going home mama home <laughs> so our lovely lovely swimming teacher rebecca came came and got her and brought her back into the pool um which she said was good independence but actually when it's happening all the time it's a little bit frustrating um but I do I do understand why Amandine might not want to be in the cold water swimming when you know it's a chilly day I understand that because I didn't really want to be in there either um but giving her more control in the daytime also helps them apparently at bedtime because then then they're not trying to get all of the control at bedtime. And that's what Amandine was trying to do. Uh, she was trying to get so much control over her bedtime routine that she would literally just sit on the um, sit on the chair and just say book after book after book after book and then not this song mum or that song not this song that song another one another Rudolph another song this song because um, <laughs> she's just really wanting control and the same with potty training is we've really found that Amandine knows what to do and she'll just occasionally just go and do all her wheeze and poos in the potty and um 
Hattie was saying maybe she's after more control with the potty training so we're going to teach her to pull her trousers down because at the moment when she says I need to pee mummy we kind of rush her to the potty sit her down on it rather than just letting her take control of it Um, and you're probably all thinking oh yeah Emma this is obvious but sometimes when you've got everything else going on and clearly not feeling my best it's not so obvious so yes we're going to try that as well and see if that helps a little bit Uh, and Hattie also said now was a good time for reward charts um uh so we might try and implement that at some point too so i hope all of that information has helped but yes i will absolutely get the specialist on the podcast um we're going to talk about that so hopefully this thursday um which will be tomorrow if you're listening on wednesday I am going to be recording a podcast with a doctor, a paediatric doctor, and we are going to be talking about things like reflux um, and lots of other bits and pieces. So I will pop a question box on my Instagram today. So if you're listening, go to Instagram now. And if you have any paediatric related questions, they need to be general. She can't answer personal questions. So try and make them general or general topics that you want covered um, and we will talk about that in the podcast and we'll just try and make it into one big Q&A so we can help as many of you as possible. Uh, lots of you also asking about the bike. I did share it on my Instagram a couple of days ago where Amandine's bike's from. I will pop it out there again tomorrow so again if you're listening right now go to my Instagram. The link will be there. We bought it from a brilliant company. It's called a Room. Um, I can't really say it. Hendrik says it really well. It's not English but it's W-O-O-M. Um, Woom type thing. Uh, and we bought it from the little bike company. And we're super, super impressed. Amandine loves it. I'll try and share some more videos on uh, Instagram of Amandine riding it. Because she does absolutely love it. And that's where I'm going to leave it with today. So main takeaways. Don't leave your kid's plate, plastic plate, in the oven. Um, Bike is coming on... uh, It will be there on Wednesday on Instagram. As will the question box for the doctor, paediatric doctor and sleep i hope you're gonna get some more sleep (laughs) i hope i am too anyway lots and lots of love to you all and i will check in with you guys next week where i'll have a brilliant guest on for you lots and lots of love and yeah have a lovely rest of your week bye